Warning, this podcast features graphic content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello again, Nightmare Society, and welcome to another episode of True Out of This World horror stories. I've carved out just enough energy for an episode this week. For those of you who are not aware, my wife and I just had twins, so I'm basically a walking zombie. Episodes might get sporadic here and there, but I'm going to try my best to keep them up regularly. A big thanks goes to our contributors who make this whole thing possible. User Right of Truth, Spooked Camper, User Program Signal 7003, User Sir Doctor Mr. Professor, and User Definitely Throw Away. Don't forget, Nightmare Society is a weekly podcast usually, coming out mostly every Thursday. It's available on most pod streamers including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Pocket Cast, CastBox, etc., 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 So, don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can get an update every time uh, we release one. Also, if you have a YouTube, you watch YouTube, you've ever been on YouTube, please head over to our YouTube and uh, subscribe. Like something. I don't know. I'd appreciate it. Now, get comfy and prepare yourself for another episode of The Nightmare Society. because it was the only argument we ever had. I was dating a wonderful woman at the time, and we had gotten separated during the night on Halloween weekend of 2014. I had left my phone behind and asked a stranger to use their phone to call her. I held out, using a flip phone at the time, and for several years later, I explained to this nice fellow which entertained my drunk ramblings that I needed to borrow a phone to call her friend whose number was in my pocket on a piece of paper. I had to get him to make the phone interface where I could dial it, and he obliged. I told him I didn't know how to operate it. The second he handed it to me, it went nuts. It started dialing random numbers and switching between apps at the same time. It literally freaked out in my hand, and I hadn't even put my fingers near the screen. I held it out and showed it to him and he started to worry that I had messed it up. I handed the phone back to him and it stopped. We did this three times before he realized I was some strange human anomaly and could not use his phone. I was so frustrated by that, and I held that frustration longer than I should have. The guy's girlfriend dialed the number for me, and at my insistence, held the phone up to my ear. I spoke to my girlfriend at the time with all of that frustration, and I was the reason we argued. I still feel guilty about it. But this experience 
I've discovered is not quite as unique as it seemed. I got my first smartphone a year ago, and it has only messed up twice in anomalous ways. There's something up with that. I just don't know the scope of it. I wish somebody did. to my old house I knew something was immediately wrong we lived in a shady neighborhood and there were multiple deaths just on our street there was a suicide and multiple murders yeah we weren't exactly in the best place at the time anyways me and my mom have a special connection with the spiritual side I wasn't able to see anything yet but my mom could she could see when something supernatural was there We could feel that something was in the house with us every day, but she was the only one that could actually see it. There was this one specific time that I was coloring in my room with my mom, and I felt this horrible feeling in the room. All of a sudden, me and my mom looked towards my closet at the same time. She stares, and I couldn't see anything, but I could tell she could. I just didn't know what. He stared over there for a couple of minutes and that's when I knew she saw something that was there. When we moved to our present house, we were talking about that house and someone mentioned the spirit, what I'm pretty sure now was a demonic being, and I asked my mom later what she had seen. She described it was a small man looking silhouette with a black glow. She said the thing had weird looking shoulders. She claimed that it didn't know for a minute that she could actually see it, but when it did, it disappeared. After that moment, she looked at me and then started coloring again. She said she got the vibe that this man either committed suicide or was brutally murdered. Later on, another experience happened. Keep in mind that when I was here, I was always depressed and had thoughts about hurting myself and other people. It almost got so bad I would have to have professional therapy. So I was pretty messed up for three years, and still a little longer after we moved away. So one night my brothers and sister were having a sleepover in my little brother's room, because it was the biggest, and we went to bed. After about what I thought was five minutes or so of laying in bed, I got the worst feeling I had gotten in the three years of being there. I started to cry immediately and struggled with getting up out of there. When I had gotten in my brother's room, they were still talking. When I came in, their faces filled with concern for me. I told them what had happened and they went and got my mom. She told me it was okay while my siblings bombarded me with questions like, what does it feel like and how did it happen? I continued to cry softly while my mom comforted me and tells them all to back off and let me have some space. I told them I couldn't stand the five minutes I was in there. They looked at me confused and I asked them what was wrong. They said that it had been about an hour and a half. Wait, what? I had been in there for the time I thought was only five minutes, but really it was an hour and a half. It didn't make sense and I only grew more anxious during the night. I remember my eyelids getting extremely heavy after this and I fell asleep 
being mentally and physically exhausted. No one spoke of it the next morning. Even now, I don't remember most of the time we spent at that house, but I remember some things. Like feeling terrible all the time, and always feeling like I never wanted to do anything in that room again. I only went in there a couple of times after that, all terrible still. When we moved out, I was relieved, and so was my mom. We were glad to get away from that creepy house. I hope we never go back to living there. And if we do, will anything else happen? This happened to me, my sister, my mother, and my stepfather years ago, but we remember it to this day. It's a commonly referenced story at family gatherings. I was nine years old, and we were all packed into my mother's car on a trip to visit family for Thanksgiving holidays. Our trip took us through Tuckerman, Arkansas, and it just so happened that we needed to make a pit stop for gas at the T-Ricks there. I do not know if it's still there. The last time I went was back in 2012. My mother, sister, and I got out of the car and made our way inside to use the restroom. There was a man in a beige coat and matching cowboy hat crossing the pavement nearly even with us, though none of us saw him get out of a car or anything. He made the building before us and ended up standing beside the door faced as if he was staring at the ice coolers along the side of the building. My mother urged us both past him and into the well-lit building. My mom must have had a gut reaction, because when we were all done with what we needed to do, she held us back by the shoulder and told us to wait for our stepfather. As we wandered the store, wasting time for my stepdad to finish pumping gas, the man remained there, where he had been when we all came in. I kept glancing at him, feeling more and more creeped out. It took quite a while for my stepdad to come in after us. I guess he hadn't needed to use the restroom and assumed we'd come out to meet him. That whole time, the man in the cowboy hat stood at the door, motionless. Finally, my stepfather came in through the door, huffing in frustration because it was late at night and he was ready to get back on the road. When he asked my mom what was taking so long, she answered, I'm waiting for that man to leave. My dad raised an eyebrow. What man? In his frustration, he apparently hadn't noticed the man in the cowboy hat. That one, my mother said, suddenly very pale. She was pointing out the window where we all saw the man had turned to face into the store. He was grinning at us. I'm sure it was the shadow from his hat but his eyes were just pools of darkness, and my nine-year-old brain registered that as him having no eyes. We wound up waiting in that store for a solid 20 minutes, that man standing there grinning at us the whole time. It seemed like no one else noticed him. The employees paid him no mind. Finally, when my mother and stepfather were discussing making a break for it, a middle-aged woman walked in through the door. She made a purchase quickly and left. As the door closed behind her, the man in the cowboy hat very slowly turned away from us, and he moved to follow her. 
We didn't stick around to see what happened. As soon as the door was clear, my parents hustled us out of the building and into the car. My stepfather burnt rubber pulling out of the parking lot. We've shared this story many times, trying to see if our memories matched up. I know I've wondered if it was a hallucination, but how could four people hallucinate the exact same thing? So the area is deep in the Monongahela Forest in Virginia. I was doing some hiking there alone, trying to explore the new area, seeing what's out there. Everything was going pretty smooth in general, except for one occurrence that had gotten me blown away completely. By the way, I'm a 37-year-old male. Been hiking in forests and mountains many times. Never had an issue. Anyway, so I'm walking in the forest. It was around 4 p.m., and I was alone. I had everything on me, including a radio beacon, a compass, GPS, on my phone, and smartwatch. So you can see I'm taking precautions in case I get lost, so that I can figure out my whereabouts and get back. I also had printed maps on me. While walking, I all of a sudden felt some sort of weird, very weird quietness. It was almost like being in a vacuum. No birds chirping, no sound, just quietness. And what's weird about it is that it was so quiet, I could hear the humming in my ears that you sometimes get to hear in very quiet areas. I'm thinking, okay, quite odd. First though is that there might be a predator in the vicinity, so I was trying to look for that. I did carry something to protect myself with in case I get attacked or something. Anyway, I just kept walking. No predator, but the quietness still was just there. It's weird. I didn't even see any birds anymore. Just trees. I also noticed that the weather started getting worse. Like it became cloudy in a weird way. I don't know how to explain it. Long story short, the weather got pretty much bad out of nowhere. So at this point, I kind of started feeling, I don't know how to describe it, maybe uneasiness. I decided to go back, and here's this. All of a sudden, the GPS is out, both on my phone and smartwatch, and the compass is spinning, as if there's a magnet close by or something like that. That got me very concerned because it pretty much means I can't find out where to go in case I get lost. I started walking back, none of my navigational tools working. I kind of am still going back, just orienting myself by the way I came in. All of a sudden, I see the clouds above are really odd. It's like most of the clouds are a weird gray color, but they're not like clouds but more like kind of a fog, which is really high up. Then there was another cloud kind of surrounded by gray clouds, but it was black. I've never seen such a cloud before. It was almost like a night sky. Then the craziness happened. All of a sudden I hear something like, 
music. Like a town clock bell or something like that. Like you know how they do it every 10 seconds or so. I don't know at that time, I just got scared. Like, super scared. And I started running very, very fast back where I came from. I was running and running and then eventually I noticed that the weather got better. It was no longer cloudy. Clouds weren't, in fact, visible anywhere near. I looked at my compass and GPS, and it was back up. I was, in fact, running in correct direction. After that, I just went back to the place where I parked and left. Later that day, I looked up weather forecasts for that area. There wasn't supposed to be any cloudiness anywhere near. It was supposed to be a sunny day with only sporadic clouds. I told my story to my buddies, who are also hikers. They say it might have been that I could have fallen and maybe had a dream of that, but I don't think so, because I don't remember falling and having a dream. Anyway, it's kind of a weird story. Maybe there's a logical explanation. I don't know. Magnetic storm? Maybe something on the sun? The thing where the sun exudes too much radiation? I have no idea, but it was very, very strange. And now a word from our sponsors. I know many of you are looking for more true crime podcasts, especially right now. So let me suggest Legim, a Filipino true crime podcast. There are so many stories from other countries besides the U.S. and Canada that we just never hear. The host, Christine, does a deep dive into her well-researched cases of the past and present and also touches on relative, political, and societal issues. You can find it on all major podcasting platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just search for Lagim. That's L-A-G-I-M. Lagim. A Filipino true crime podcast. Until recently, I never gave these experiences much thought beyond the times I've mentioned them to friends, under the pretense of, want to hear a weird story, and getting skeptical looks in return. My childhood best friend believed me, saw some of the evidence in my house, and experienced strange things himself, but he later became psychotic, so I don't have any witnesses. A little info to set the scene. I was raised by my grandparents out in the countryside. My room was in a renovated attic on the far end of the house. I began suffering depression around 6th grade out of absolutely nowhere. I became terrified of the dark and would wake up exhausted most days, no matter how much sleep I would get. The majority of these events, however, took place from 7th to 8th grade. My grandparents would tell me I would wake them up screaming in the middle of the night often, but for some reason never came to check up on me, which seemed to confuse them when I had asked my grandfather, saying one time, I don't know. I was going to, but I guess I just fell back asleep. I would often wake up with bruises and long scratches down my back where I couldn't reach. I was a chronic nail biter, so my nails weren't doing it. 
and it got to the point where I had removed the zippers from my pillows and checked my bed each night thinking that there must be something sharp in my bed scratching me. I had many strange dreams during this time. This one stands out to me. I woke up laying down in the back seat of my grandmother's car. She was driving us down a remote road near our home. I sat up with great effort, my body feeling cumbersome and heavy, and I remember seeing railroad tracks on our right. I recognize that area now. I used to deliver pizzas out there sometimes. I asked where we were going and she said something along the lines of, or drive, go back to sleep with a vacant look on her face. I laid back down and noticed the overcast sky and had this strange orange glow to it. I asked her about the sky and she seemed to snap out of it. She said it was very strange and looked nervous but determined with her driving. I woke up to her saying, We're here. So I got out of the car, no longer drowsy, and went to her door to open it. We were in the parking lot of a remote storage facility, and there were no lights on, but it was lit enough to see from the ambient orange light from the clouds. I felt incredibly uneasy, and as I opened her door I looked around the parking lot. There were three small grayish figures with huge heads, faces completely cast in shadow, standing thirty feet away. I felt they were staring at us and became incredibly frightened but at the same time protective of my grandmother. And angry? I don't know why I felt that way. I turned to find my grandmother fumbling to undo her seatbelt under her purse. She would drive with her purse on her left side and the strap would often get buckled in. I said slash yell to her, Stay in the car! And slammed the door shut. I turned to face these beings ready to fight. And then I woke up, this time for real, in my bed. I was drenched in sweat and had scratches on my back again. I was under the impression it was a zombie dream. I don't know why. They didn't look like zombies, but I was having my zombie phase, so perhaps that's why. Strange things would continue throughout my childhood. I would always cover my head and slept in a weird way facing down with one leg crossed to cover the veins behind the knee of my other leg, and would always keep my arms tucked in such a way that none of my veins could be touched in my sleep. I don't know why I did this, but I have a deathly fear of needles, and for some reason I thought it was the safest way to sleep. One night I woke up feeling very uneasy. I felt drugged, like I had when I woke up from getting my tonsils removed. I peered through the blankets and saw a big, shiny, almond-shaped black thing inches from my face. I immediately thought it was an eye. I felt like it was staring through me. The space around the eye that I could make out was gray. It was dark in my room and I was peeking through a gap in the blankets, so I couldn't make out much. I became incredibly frightened to the point of shaking and had the thought, It's an alien. I slowly pulled the blanket over my eyes and told myself over and over that it wasn't real until I fell asleep. I should clarify I knew nothing about the depiction of Grace. I didn't watch TV and didn't believe in aliens. I read a lot about astronomy and telescopes and figured if they were here, we would have found them. 
One day while cleaning my room with the blinds open, the sun caught some marks on the ceiling that I had never seen before, so I got on my bed to get a better look. They looked like scratch marks on the paint. I scratched the ceiling next to it and it was identical except for one thing. There were little red-brown flecks in the ones that I had found that looked like dried blood. In high school, while cleaning my windows, I noticed a handprint that wouldn't wipe off. Then I noticed it was bigger than my hand with slightly longer fingers. Then I realized it was outside of my window. This window was located in a nook of the second floor of my home. There was no way to reach it from the outside. I took pictures which are long gone. Lost with the crappy slide phone I took them with. My best friend came over later that day and I showed him the handprint. He was really freaked out by it and made some comment about it being demons or something. The handprint was gone a few days later when I went to look again. Now, as an adult, I've experienced no more unexplained scratches, but we have experienced weird things in my house. Always completely lucid when they happen. I've seen several unidentified flying objects in my life, several with my partner, and many more unexplained things that are less compelling. I don't know what to make of these experiences. What do you think? I grew up on a farm in Victoria, Australia. I now live in the UK. What I believe to be abductions occurred from the time I was five to the time I was nine years old. There were four episodes in total. They all followed the same pattern. I would be lying in bed and about to fall asleep. I would hear a ringing in my ears. I would feel intense nausea. The ceiling above me would move and start to shake. I would try to cry out, but no sound would come out of me. I would feel a sickening feeling as if I was moving very quickly and suddenly. Think motion sickness multiplies beyond anything you can imagine. I would wake up and find myself in a place filled with green and red lights that smelled like recycled air and slightly like vomit. I could feel that I was restrained, but not tied to anything. I just could not move my limbs. My legs would feel like they were burning and a figure at the end of my body would keep putting a heavy, sticky black liquid on them. That momentarily cooled them. afraid to look at the figure and afraid for their face to turn towards mine. Someone else's hand was on my forehead, holding my hair back. Twice the burning sensation was on my abdomen and not my legs. I would be utterly terrified each time. When I woke up every time the next morning I would find little pinprick-like spots on my body and would be sick in bed for days and be incredibly weak. My mother recalls that I smelled very strange and like chemicals. 
I was too afraid to tell my parents as I felt that if I did, the same thing would happen to them. The doctors guessed that I was weak due to blood loss but could not see telltale signs of viral or bacterial infections. I am not epileptic and as an adult have been tested for all kinds of disorders. I'm perfectly healthy. I firmly believe I was not sexually abused. I am otherwise a completely rational person, but this is something I've felt for a long time has happened to me. I've never told anyone but a friend of mine in high school, my current boyfriend, and you. Thank you all so much for listening, and until next time. Ha, 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 ha.